You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Daniel Kuzer. Dan, what's going on, my friend? Here we are, dude. Here we are. Man, preseason's in full swing. Man, I can taste soccer, except I can't because Super Bowl's upon us. Like, I don't give a shit. I have a hard time trying to give a shit about what we're going to talk about right now because the Chiefs did the damn thing again. They did it. They're on their way to the Super Bowl. I'm sure you can listen to all of the KCSN Chiefs podcast there, to, to hear. Is there any of that? <laughs> There's a couple uh, to, to hear all of the analysis. But man, I'm going to tell you, I uh, if you would go back to like I don't know, two months ago, six weeks ago, and be like, this Chiefs team is going to be in the playoffs. There's a lot of people in Kansas City, but especially around the country, that would have been like, ah, no, I don't think so. And uh, yeah, Nick, our producer, he believed it all along, which I, I believe him. I believe him. I, and you know what? There were some faithful here in Kansas City that said they can turn it around at any moment. You got Patrick Mahomes, anything can happen. And uh, they, uh, they're they doing the damn thing, going through some tough teams. Dude, I love the storylines. Like, you just can't write it any better from like not catching passes all freaking year, you know, dropping the big ones mm-hmm. to making the big plays in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you just got to get in the playoffs. And then you got them saying, well, Patrick Mahomes never never won a road playoff game and it never had to play one. And now he's never lost a road playoff game. Mm-hmm. So it's just, God damn, it's fun, man. And you, and Taylor Swift's there all along. Well, I love like, it. Like, she's one of us, dude. She's part <laughs> of this. One of us. One of us. <laughs> I just, I just love her to death. Everyone's all Swift-sized. We're all in it, man. It's It's a fun time. A lot of us in Kansas City are, but it it also makes me laugh how much and how angry all the football bros are that yo they're Taylor Swift encroach on my football. Hate us because you ain't us. You know what I mean? That's what it's it so is. So funny. It's, it's just uh, so funny. I saw something that said you want to get so mad about that that this woman got sixty seconds of airtime in your three hour football game, right. and you're being all grumpy in front of your daughter. So, like, your daughter's thinking, oh, he wants women to just, you know, sit down, be quiet. <laughs> it's also not uncommon during football games for them to show a wife, a girlfriend, a parent, a family yes. member, a whoever of the quarterback the or the star player that's there. Like, they show parents all the time. I had someone ask me this. This is kind of funny. Can you imagine if you were just like, whatever job you're doing, if you're listening, think of this scenario. You're just sitting there. You're doing your job. You do something well. Like, you make a good... You, you send a great email or whatever it is you do. And then it's just like, now let's cut to their parents for reaction. Like they're just <laughs> out here doing their job. And it's like, let's see how their parents think about how they're doing their job. And I was like, yeah, that, that, uh, it's a weird thing. Sports are. It's but. pretty strange, but they sure did love the cross promotion with the, the Grammys coming on this Sunday. And they had to make sure to cut to her. And, and didn't she say something like, Oh my gosh, go away. Well, <laughs> let's see. I don't know that she said that. I think some one Twitter account tried to mouth, you know, lip lip read. Yeah. And then everybody ran with it. And I am robbed with that. It's a good story if it is, I guess. But I saw a lot of other people that I they're like, I think she said, Oh, the Grammys. Which yeah. makes a lot of sense because they're 
promoting the Grammys at that moment on the screen. So people just want things to be a story. And I'm just like, sure. can't, look, clearly these two people love each other. Like she's not going to be flying all over the place, flying back from Tokyo to go to Las Vegas, Nevada before she goes down to Australia. If she doesn't have some sort of, you know, romantic love for him. So all the people who still think it's fake or whatever, I'm just like, look, when they get married and ride off into the sunset together, you should, y'all still be hating, but that's fine. Dude, I just, I just love this, man. Like, uh, I, flights are opening up more flights to and from Vegas. Flights, and, uh, flight number 1989. And number 87, right? 87, yep. It's, it's insane. I, I, it brings a tear to my eye. I wanted to cry yesterday. I, I wasn't trying to, like, believe that we'd go to the Super Bowl. I was just trying to enjoy it, right? I was just like, it's going to be, you know, fun game. Let's see what happens. Maybe Lamar Jackson torches us. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe there's the triple coverage, and then they complain about the refs, even though the Chiefs have the second-worst penalty differential in the entire league. Maybe we'll intercept him in the end zone, or maybe we'll punch <laughs> out the ball right at the goal what? line. Could you, was... you can't write that any better than mm-hmm. when the guy gets a taunting call, standing wow. over him, and mm-hmm. flipping the ball on him, and then that same guy who Sneed. he was standing over mm-hmm. punches the damn ball out. I lost ball. my mind. Yeah. My dogs were like, oh, are you yelling? <laughs> it's uh it's fun so it's i think you know obviously we're a soccer podcast we're gonna talk soccer here in, in in just a second but i will say this is a unprecedented run of fandom that we are in in kansas city if you are a chiefs fan right now with an unprecedented quarterback i would say the greatest tight end of all time he has surpassed rob gronkowski who by the way thinks patrick mahomes his name is patrick mcholmes which he said on the broadcast. He's uh, not okay, though. Okay, he's not all there. <laughs> so just, hey, enjoy this ride, however long it is. This is never going to happen again, probably, and it's crazy that it's happening in Kansas City. So Think about this. When you're on your couch and you're bitching about a play or why would you pass on third and one or whatever, you know what I mean? When you're, when you're on your couch being a couch coach, mm-hmm. remember, this is crazy. No other team gets to say these kinds of things that you've been here four out of five Super Bowls. Yeah. The like, ultimate flex I heard happen. I heard the ultimate flex from Andy Reid today because someone asked about like, well, what do you think, you know, like the practice uh schedule over the next two weeks is going to be leading up into the Super Bowl. He goes, I ah, probably what we've done for the last four times we were in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, just like to be able to say that sentence unironically yeah. is just a wild thing. It just makes sense. Like, well, I, yeah, we've done this. You know, we're, we're going to act like we've been there before. So, so. It, it's just Mahomes has turned this thing around, man. And it's I never thought, you know, it, people as old as my father is like, this is crazy. You know, not in my lifetime. This is wild. So right. it doesn't make sense. Got to enjoy it. Strap in. Uh, you want to come to Topeka for a Super Bowl party? You want to come hang out? Ooh, that's a little bit of a drive, but we'll see. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying no. All right. See what see what my schedule allows. Fair enough. So uh let's talk some sporting Kansas City soccer. There's not a ton of like huge stories, but there's some things that have happened. Um Sporting Kansas City did announce a couple of updates to their preseason roster. Uh nothing that's like too headline grabby except uh midfielder Memo Rodriguez, who some of you uh, may remember from his time probably with the Houston Dynamo, but maybe also with Austin FC. Um, he's on trial with the club, so obviously trying to figure out that midfield depth, considering Gotti Kinda 
is gone. We also talked about the links to Kellen Acosta. We might talk about that a little bit more later, but essentially, Sporting Kansas City um, just plugging along in uh, in the preseason, and they played their next preseason game against Charlotte FC, and uh, it it didn't start out very good for Sporting. Um, which you look at the the starting eleven that that started the game, and I would say. I don't know, nine of the 11 starters are probably the first team starters, minus yeah. maybe Castellanos and Steven Afrifa. Um, but I think Sporting went down 2-0, and uh, it, they were able to claw one back um, and ultimately ended getting a 3-3 draw with Charlotte FC. And it was a lot of the second team guys who helped fight the way back to earn that draw. So I don't know. Yeah. Preseason, but what do you take from it? Well, I mean, the only first team guy that that scored uh, essentially was Eric Tommy. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to count Felipe Hernandez, he's sometimes is in the the first team, but he yeah. had a penalty kick, so yeah. didn't really score from the run of play or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it's it's just fun. You know, you kind of see these updates on Twitter, and you're like, uh, okay, wow, things aren't going great with preseason game today. That's interesting. Right. And then all of a sudden, it got real damn exciting at the end. It's yeah. like, oh shit, okay, these updates uh, are getting fun. Yeah, it was uh um ultimately it, it became a three three game and you know, the scoreline doesn't really matter. You like to see the fight from some of these academy kids, some of these sec- SKC two guys, some of the guys fighting for more playing time, so that's encouraging. Sebastian Cruz, man, SKC Academy guy. I mean, that's just that's a big deal. He scored the tying goal in the ninetieth minute. Yeah. So I mean that 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 shows gumption, gusto. That's gusto, absolutely. Yeah, grit. All those other all those G words. Yes. Uh, so you know it it take that game for what it is. Uh, it's a preseason game. Uh, we did not see a Daniel Shallowy in the game. That's why Stephen Afrifa started because Daniel quote had a little bit of a tweak. I don't like so that. he's uh, not going to be playing for the rest of this first part of the preseason. Dude had his Chiefs jersey on down in Florida, though. Him and Fonty, mm-hmm. they were wearing uh, Mahomes and Kelsey jerseys. I was like, you adorable sons of bitches. You <laughs> <laughs> cuties. Caden uh, Pierre, he's training, obviously coming back from injury. So the team has been cautious with him. Peter Vermees said it's, quote, basically full training. So it's not not quite full, but but he's getting there. Basically. Uh, let's see here. Danny Rosero. There's a little bit of news about him. He is not with the team because he's stuck in Colombia, uh, unfortunately. But it's it's because yeah. they're waiting on the green card to get processed. So he won't take up an international roster spot, but he's not with the team, unfortunately. Yeah, that's I interesting. Know. I mean, yeah. preseason's in full swing, man. And if you're listening today, Tuesday, January 30th, I mean, we're taking on Nashville tonight. So, yeah. I mean, that'll be, uh, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what time that is, but, uh, should be fun. MLS Should've, team and another MLS squad. Right. That's good. Um, and then the 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 trialist who was with uh, Sporting Kansas City before Memo Rodriguez was Ja'Cory Hayes. He was a, a midfielder previously of FC Dallas. You may have heard of him before. He's already departed camp. Uh, Peter said he, quote, physically had a problem and he wouldn't be able to get over it for quite some time. So hmm. that sounds like that's probably not going to end in Ja'Cory Hayes signing for Sporting Kansas City. Probably so. not. I just, man, I wish there was a way we could watch these games. I, I, I used to love nothing more than to 
be streaming an SKC preseason game at noon right. on, a, on a Thursday, you know? Yeah, it, it was fun. It was a fun thing to just have on in the background. But like you said, um, Eric Tommy uh, got the first goal. Now, Sporting Kansas City, let me throw this out to you. They uh, they put up a, a, a nickname for Eric Tommy when they tweeted the highlight of the goal that uh, I haven't heard anyone say this before. Maybe they came up with it on its own, but I'm going to throw it at you. The Tominator. What? I think they're trying to be like the Terminator, but it's the Tominator. No, I mean, I get it, but like, I don't like it. You don't like it? What are we doing? Why wouldn't we just do like an ET phone home situation? Well, they they used to have, you know, Tommy Gun. Like, that was a thing that they kind of for a little bit. And Absolutely. Now, I don't know if we're trying to do the Austrian accent thing, because like the Tominator. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the Tominator, but uh, okay. do you like it? N- not necessarily. I no. just was I was throwing it out there. Tommy Gun's good, though. I like that. Yes, Sporting Kansas City was, was, I think they're feeling it out, seeing how people reacted, and I don't know. That one feels like maybe go back and workshop it a little more. You know but, what? I If he keeps scoring, man, I'll, I'll call him whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you're right, yeah, Felipe Hernandez gets the penalty and then save a cruise in the 90th minute. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, good for them. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of movement in terms of uh, – roster peter Ramiz was asked about roster additions potentially after the game a little bit more uh he did i don't know i don't know it's not really breaking news but he said that sporting kansas city is looking to add a player before the season so that's in the next like three weeks it's interesting Which, uh i don't know that leads me to believe i don't think like memo rodriguez would would be that guy necessarily i mean he's already in, in camp so I, I don't know that that's what pv's alluding to but clearly they're looking for that midfield which makes me wonder if that kellen acosta rumor that we heard with sporting kansas city in the mix last week might have a little bit more legs to it yeah he hadn't landed anywhere yet right as of now he has not landed anywhere and i know colorado was making a push for him but yeah um that's always fun to keep an eye on that stuff because then you'll see you know, if that player does land somewhere else, you're like, okay, I can eliminate that from my my brain space, you know? Right, right. So, so he's still in the uh, mix, huh? He's still in the mix. He hasn't landed anywhere else. And I've talked to a couple of people, and nobody knows exactly where he's going to go, but, uh, you know, multiple people have said to me that they think Sporting Kansas City is the best MLS option yeah. for Kellen Acosta. So the question is, does Kellen Acosta think Sporting Kansas City is the best MLS option for him? But I don't know. I'd, I mean, I'd take him. He's a good, versatile midfielder that can, especially between now and the summer transfer window, play across all three spots of that midfield. Sure. And, with, you know, with Agati Kinda leaving, with Roger Spinoza leaving, mm-hmm. um, and then another one, man, Felipe Gutierrez announced retirement. He officially so retired. That's uh, that's three midfielders right there that had pretty substantial playing time mm-hmm. um, throughout the season, and uh, we, we just we got some spots to fill. Yeah, so I would take Memo Rodriguez, I would take Memo, and I would also take Kellen Acosta. I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. So, for sure. Um, Peter Vermees was asked about replacing Gadi Kinda directly, uh, and you know Daniel Sperry uh, put up a tweet that said, Peter talked a bit about how Eric Tommy plays the 10, so that means they can attempt to spread that investment out elsewhere. However, he absolutely uh, feels they do need a midfielder. Uh, now, people took that to mean that um, we're probably not going to get a DP number 10. 
Peter Vermees kind of walked that back a little bit later and was like, no, that doesn't necessarily mean that. If the, if the right guy's there, then we'll, we'll go for him. But he did say, quote, we're looking at a bunch of different players in the midfield. What we're not going to do is rush into something just for the sake of adding a guy. Hold on. Well, feels like you rushed into a Gavin Wilkinson situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out too well. So I guess, hey, he learned from mistakes, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I will take all of this to mean Sporting Kansas City is not getting a designated player before the season starts, probably not getting a designated player before the summer transfer window. So, right. we'll see. But uh, you want to go ahead and take a break here, I guess, and then we'll come back. There's more Sporting Kansas City stuff to talk about. There's jersey leaks, and there's a jersey release date. So we got lots more to talk about. But uh, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, so wife and I were at the grocery store last week and uh cashier comes over like she was stocking her shelves nearby or something. She comes over, she goes, hey, ladies, how you doing? <laughs> and uh I kind of look at her and, and she sees that I am a man <laughs> and she feels so bad right now. Clearly, I'm beautiful. So she's not. You take that as a compliment. Yeah. Took it as a compliment. I wasn't offended or anything, but she felt bad, and I, I felt awkward. I think so. I was like, "Ha ha, tricked you." <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said that I tricked her, and I don't know what that means. I got in the car with Marissa, and I was like, "Did you hear me say, ha ha, tricked you?" <laughs> like I was like what a did, phony man. What did Marissa just look at you and be like, "What?" Yeah, that's another awkward Dan man you know we all get weird and awkward in experiences and 
It was very funny though. Very funny. And it that oh. happened at our at our freaking marathon you that mm-hmm. you came to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh someone said, Great job, ladies. And I was like, God damn it. I need to stop being gorgeous. You were like, Thanks. <laughs> I was like, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's pretty funny. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> it's uh I- I've never had that happen to me because I've never had long hair. But uh, you know, I the the most awkward I feel is when like sometimes I don't know if this ever happened to you your brain just gets jumbled and like you try to say a sentence and for whatever reason you can't put it together in like the proper word order. And so like the best example I can think of is I was working my first job here in Kansas city. I just moved here after grad school. It's like my first or second day in the job. And the the CEO is walking around. And so my supervisor's like, Oh, Jimmy, I want you to meet you know, so-and-so this is the CEO. And I shook his hand. And I go, nice to meet you. Very. And then I just stopped and immediately my brain was like, what was, was I trying to say nice to meet you or very nice to meet you? And I just like Yoda did. And I was like, nice to meet you. Very. And then, and then I was like, what? And he didn't say anything. I didn't say anything, but that type of thing just sits with me clearly. Yeah, man. It's 10 years later. And I'm still thinking about the time that this guy probably doesn't remember I exist. And I'm like, no, well, the time that I said that to him, <laughs> I told a boss, I told a boss when I was leaving for the night, I was like, Night night. Why? And I'm like, why the fuck did I just say night night? <laughs> night night. <laughs> but I, at the grocery store, I was like, well, not a bad thing that I've been misgendered here, but uh, no. it sure does make me want to grow some facial hair. <laughs> My worst fear is talking to somebody because, like, if you're talking to like a significant other or a parent or whatnot, and you end a phone call and just like out of habit, you're like, all right, talk to you later. I love you. Bye. My worst fear, which I've never done, thankfully, is like talking to a coworker on the phone and being like, okay, love you. Bye. And then hanging up and realizing, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> All I'm back. I, I didn't mean that. You know, I mean, you're a good person. And I'm not saying I don't like, but like as a friend and like, you know, to... <laughs> uh, so it's uh yeah. good times. Um, we talked about Callan Acosta potentially coming in and, and shoring up the midfield, at least for a period of time until, you know, Sporting Kansas City can make a, a, another move at some point if that's what they so choose to do. And earlier today, before we started recording, so I guess yesterday, if you're listening to this on uh, on Tuesday, Sporting Kansas City made a trade, which at first you're like, oh, that sounds exciting. And, and what it was essentially was Sporting Kansas City traded with Charlotte FC. Sporting Kansas City sent two international roster spots to Charlotte FC, and they received $350,000 in general allocation money back, 200000 of which they will get this year and another 150000 next year. So I don't know, maybe they're playing that preseason game. And they're like, oh, you seem like you need a couple of international roster spots. We need a little bit of game. Let's, let's, let's bada bing, bada boom, we work something out. But uh, it makes me wonder if now that they got a little more game, they can sign a domestic player. Who's the domestic player who makes a tamable which you can buy down with cam amount of uh, salary and needs sure. uh, plays midfield. It's kind of the cost. So makes sense. I mean, he'd be, he'd be a little expensive there. So uh, yeah, that could I be, see. that could be announced soon, man. They obviously want to get him into preseason sooner than later. I still would hope that they'd get him under a million, but you think so? I, I hope, I mean, Clearly, MLS teams aren't banging down his front door to try to get him in now. So, I, I mean, he made, what, $1.3 million last year, I think we said last week. So, mm. I don't know. At some point, 
you got to take a little bit of a, a pay cut if you want to get back, you know, into the 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 scene, if you will. That's true. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Sporting Kansas City they traded away. Um, I've seen uh, as of now. I think they only have five international roster spots. Someone said four, but I think it's five. So that would mean that yeah, there's going to be a significant number of green cards because uh, last uh, or as far as we knew, there was eight people that were on the roster that would require green cards. So obviously Dan or, or uh, excuse me, require an international roster spot. So Danny Rosero, that'd be one. Daniel Ferry said he's heard Nemanja Rodoya maybe got a green card. So I don't know who the the other one is, but SKC getting people green cards, which they've done for a while. I so. love the tomfoolery aspect of thinking that, you know, Daniel Shallowy is technically an international player, but he's not. It's such a... Because he's homegrown? Yeah. It's such a fun loophole. It's like, he's not even homegrown, right? He's not... He wasn't born here. He wasn't raised here. Right. But... uh Came here at a younger age to play soccer, so he's not an international player, even though he's very much an international player. Played through uh, the academy for a bit. Yeah, I got that homegrown status. And and played for the Hungary team. Yells at him in Hungarian from the sideline. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a trick. <laughs> what a time. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Good, uh, good little bit of business potentially for Sporting Kansas City. If they do not need those green or excuse me, those international roster spots, and they're able to sign Kellen Acosta and a designated player still, that's that's pretty good. So it's wild to me that you can trade roster like international roster spots for money. Uh those those don't reset the next year, do they? Like uh I'm pretty sure they do. Okay. I mean they'd have to, right? Like you used to be able to trade them like indefinitely. I think there was one trade, I forget who, where someone's like they wrote into the trade, like this is an indefinite trade of a of an international roster spot. But I don't think the league allows that anymore. Interesting. Because you're at that point, like you're potentially handcuffing future GMs or coaches or whatever that have nothing to do with your club decision right now. And you'll just get all sorts of crazy stuff that happens. So I, I they do reset uh, every team's supposed to have eight, uh, so you do a little bit of business, get some green cards, make some trades, and and yeah, every year you get your your eight back. Yeah. Okay. That's it. So, um, did you see? Did you see when EA started? When people started realizing that EA was leaking jerseys, were you uh, on Twitter at all as this was happening? Uh, no, but I was seeing. You know, I was getting updates on it and everything and people were texting me you being one of them yeah uh pretty wild pretty wild time that was someone is in trouble yeah i don't think uh i don't know if someone's gonna lose their job or not it's very possible but this was a pretty pretty big mistake that ea did i assume there was a mistake in some code somewhere because makes sense ea probably gets a first look at you know what's pretty much the final draft of these jerseys so they can design them and, and code them into the game. So by the time the season starts, you can hop on in with the brand new jerseys and it's all, you know, super fun. But Ultimate Team, as people who've played it know, there's the marketplace, you can buy jerseys. And I first found out about this is someone, a friend of mine messaged me and they were like, uh, EA leaked, I forget who the first jersey they sent was, but it was like, I don't remember who it was, maybe Seattle. They were like, Somebody found this on the marketplace. I was like, that's interesting. Then people start looking, and sure enough, 
Sporting Kansas City, sitting right there, which, again, can't see in full detail. It's, it's a digital rendering that's small, but it looks like the Argyle's back. So sure what's, your, what's your first initial reaction to the tiny little video game image of, of the supposed 2024 away kit that we saw? First reaction is, hey, it looks cool, right? Like, I'm, I dig it. I'm down with that. Uh, second reaction is someone's getting fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how the hell does this happen? There has to be contracts in place where this is a problem oh, sure. that somehow um, designers trying to keep this shit secret must have been like, what the fuck? Like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's it's cool, I guess, for us as fans, but uh, sounds like a, a corporate nightmare. <laughs> That was honestly, that was one of my first thoughts too, as I thought about uh, Chad Reynolds. Yes. Sporting KC, who I'm like, when he was on our podcast, I don't know, a year plus ago now at this point, and he was saying that some of these jersey designs are in the works for six or seven years. Right. And then you think about the marketing campaigns that they come up with to launch this. And then someone messes up code in EA Sports FC and they're just all out there. It sounded real long way. Do we have do do we have an announcement of like a, a jersey launch or anything? February fourteenth. Where where was that announced? Sporting Kansas City put it out on Twitter today. Oh, today they did. Yeah. Well. Oh, the Monday. sporting studio and everything. Like they're gonna do it there, right downtown. Um, I don't know. I didn't see that. It does say sporting studio. I, I guess yes. It says, uh, and it is funny because. Uh, they they kind of tongue in cheek acknowledged it because because it said two fourteen twenty four see it in real life ah I was like that's kind of you know I, I I'm glad that they're at least acknowledging that we all have seen it now it is what it is so oh. it's kind of funny February fourteenth uh, what Valentine's Tuesday? Day what what uh what more romantic thing can you do Wednesday? than go see the the jersey release for Sporting Kansas City that we've already seen oh man that'll get you. And I'll get your your dates uh, in the mood for love. <laughs> now, what we don't know is we don't know like specifically what the shorts look like. We can make some inferences, but we don't know that. We don't know what socks look like. We don't know if there's more detail that we can't quite see in the jersey because obviously it's a video game. I saw someone say they don't like that the the club crest and the Adidas logo are not centered within the Argyle. It looks a little funny. And I was like, well, that's the type of detail that very possibly EA just doesn't get right. I cannot so. believe we're even breaking down the EA in it. I mean, what are we doing? It's, let's take yeah. a minute and and wait a couple weeks here, and then let's start breaking it all down and, and crucifying it, you know? Well, did you look and see some of the other jerseys that were leaked from, from EA? Because there was like 18 at least that were leaked. I, I didn't really look too carefully, no. There, there's some, there's some good ones. I mean, you know, it's Charlotte's is interesting. RSL's actually, I hate to say, is pretty good. Seattle's looks pretty incredible. Um, I don't know. Then there's some weird ones like I don't, you know, Philly's got their snakeskin thing going on. That's that's kind of what they do. Uh, Austin FC, it's very plain. It's just white with green sleeves. Saw someone mm-hmm. say it looks like a softball jersey. Uh, and then Red Bulls are doing something crazy too. So there's some good, there's some bad. But what I will say, it seems, assuming these are real, which probably are, I am. Uh, I'm glad that it seems Adidas and designers are able to take some more creative liberties with their jersey designs than they were a few years ago. Very true, very true. I mean, they're going to look a little different. 
that's mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's refreshing. Do you have any thoughts on the trend? Uh, Inter Miami did this with their jersey they just released where moves the crest from its traditional spot to right in the center of the chest. Do you, do you like that? Dislike it? What do you, or do you care? I don't. I don't dislike it for soccer players, but I dislike it for anyone who has <laughs> for <breasts. us. laughs> Well, no, I mean anyone who I, from boobs to man boobs. It's just a weird situation that the crest is going to get like warped and kind of maybe creased or something. But uh, I, I don't know. I have a jersey like that. I have a Santos Laguna jersey, yeah. and it has a black reflective crest. It looks black as hell until mm-hmm. light shines on it. And mm. looking like glow in the dark. I swear it on here. Sometimes you would see it because the yeah. ring light spots it up. So I, uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. It's just different. I like the you know having it kind of like a name tag there, right over yeah. your heart. You know. And I know that this is probably just like, well, that's what I'm used to. But it doesn't look like a jersey to me when it's just like, especially Miami's because their their jersey sponsor is just the logo of the company. So it's like logo, logo logo i love a, a good logo though i don't need to see words like it's just the royal caribbean anchor isn't it i think so yeah i think it's the cruise line and i'm just like that's pretty cool it's um, a cool logo but he has compass minerals i don't like I, it i would have liked the miami jersey more if it was the 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 royal caribbean anchor logo in in the middle and then like a traditional miami crest on on the the upper left side if you're wearing the jersey and the adidas in, in the right side I also think there's just something kind of cool about like the crest kind of being like, isn't your heart kind of more to the left side? So it's like the crest is kind of where your heart is. And so like you score a goal and you're like pounding the crest. Like, I don't know. It just looks visually better to me. There's sure. something about like it all just being center aligned where I'm like, I don't like it. It doesn't look good, but yeah, it's different. Um, but whatever. I, I hated when the U S did it. Because the yeah. US jersey looked awful. Yeah. Agreed. But Nike, Nike's always pretty hit and miss with stuff, man. They everything looks kind of the same. They don't really have any creative liberties. Yeah, that's true. It's just I don't know. It's the uh, Nike more so than any other team does like template jerseys where you'll see you're like, oh yeah, this is the same jersey template that Manchester City also wears, and four other teams that Nike has a contract for. Was just talking to Chris last week about how KC Current's uh, training warm-ups look like the national team's jerseys where everyone was like, it looks like the Oreo packet ripping. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that yeah. jersey? Yeah. That it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's, um, it could be, it could be a much better jersey experience, especially for a jersey like Miami if you just leave it more traditional. So, sure. I don't know. It's interesting, but hey, I can I can get down with uh, the Miami colors, man. I think the the pink like that, flamingo stuff. I think it's really cool. Um, what I can't get down with is how it's just a crazy atmosphere down there, and how it really has been messing with people who have been supporting the team forever, mm-hmm. and now their experiences changed, and they're like, I really don't like this, but it is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's and, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, um, and they they just went on the road uh, to Saudi Arabia to play Al Hilal, and they lost four three. Went down two zero in like thirteen minutes, and uh, sky was falling for Miami. It's on MLS season pass. Like what? All their games are preseason at all. They just uh, have yeah. the Messi deal. They have yeah. a deal to cover Messi, and I'm like, 
I hate to say it, kind of jealous. Yeah. I it'd be so cool to be able to watch my team in preseason on this premier service. It would be. It's, I mean, it would cost a lot more in uh, production costs, but but they're all in cool. on this messy shit, man. It, it's <laughs> it's, it's crazy you, to me. Do you? I know your answer to this because we had a little pre-recording back and forth, if you will. Uh-huh. But uh, Miami hasn't won a game in like twelve games, dating back to last year. And I'm not overly high on Miami this year. I don't think Suarez Suarez could be fine. Suarez also could play like seven games because he could get injured because he's 74 years old. So if their people are healthy. They're going to be like the team. Maybe. If healthy. I don't know, though. They weren't like Messi had his moments last year, but then got hurt. I know just, it's he wasn't healthy the whole time and didn't have a ton of pieces around him. And it's going to be wild if they're healthy. Maybe half a season. Hmm. He didn't have to go through a summer in Kansas City. No, he did not. Which he's not going to have to either this year. It's April. But, uh, you know, it's, I just, I I think Miami will make the playoffs because 67 or whatever percent of the, of the teams in the league make the playoffs. But I wouldn't be surprised if Miami was like fifth, sixth, seventh in the East. Like I don't fun prediction, man. But I don't think they're winning cups. If they win a cup, it's gonna be, I don't know. Maybe they make a run in in, in leagues cup because people aren't otherwise really playing in it. Or maybe they make a run in U.S. Open Cup. Although I doubt it, because they're sure as hell not playing Messi, Alba, Suarez, and and you know everybody else in in the U.S. Open Cup. They won leagues cup, man. Like they, you know that that's huge for them. Did they win leagues cup? I thought they lost in the final. I don't remember. I blacked it out. Well, they they lost the Open Cup, right? Yeah, what? Uh, but they won League's Cup, absolutely. Oh, I don't see. Clearly, I've 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 blocked it out. Um, I'm just not going to act like they're not quality because it's it's. If I had to pick an early prediction MLS Cup, uh, some national, they're going to participate in MLS Cup. I guarantee it. That's where my prediction goes. I, f- I was getting League's Cup and U.S. Open Cup conflated because I was like, didn't they lose to Houston? And I was like, oh, no, yeah. it was Open Cup. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. Guess you I didn't know. watch that messy docuseries, did you? I haven't watched it yet, no. And, and they're going to have their moments, but I just, I don't trust them. I don't trust Look, them. Look, I'm, I'm going to hate them. Like when they were down, they were down three to one in Saudi Arabia today. I had it on in the background and I was like, hey, <laughs> Like it's <laughs> you want to see them lose, but then they tied it up three to three, and I was like, "God damn!" And I know what's going on. Suarez got a goal, and Messi got a goal. Although Messi's was penalty kick, um, and so look, I get it, I get it, but I just I don't know. Best case scenario for MLS, obviously, is they go on and and they win MLS Cup. That's what they want. And Busquets and Messi last year obviously started something that was pretty. Uh, special in terms of their connection where it was just highlight real moments. Uh, I just, I don't know. Can it translate into season-long sustainable wins? I'm not necessarily convinced. But we'll, see. we'll see. Um, we did get an email this week from somebody that I want to I want to read uh, at least part of, and, and he's got some some thoughts and questions here for you, so I'm going to throw this out before we, uh, we wrap it up here soon. Um, John Kuzmek? Kuzmich, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Either way, John, thank you for for the email. 
Uh, let's see, here he goes. Hey guys, I haven't wrote in much before, but I've been listening to the show for a few years now and always look forward to new episodes. I'm especially appreciative of all the coverage you gave on the Gavin Wilkinson affair and hope that you and others are able to continue questioning slash pushing the club for answers on how this happened. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Do what we can because I have some thoughts from the last episode and a few of the segments. Number one is Colorado just trying to become the new U.S. men's national team or has been U.S. men's national team. They've brought in Zach Steffen, Georgie Mihailovic, and Sam Vines and are already on the short list for Kellen Acosta. Maybe they're trying to reignite the fan base with familiar names. So I'm going to pause here. If you're a fan of a team in Sporting Kansas City, just start, I mean, I know we're obviously saying Kellen Acosta we think would be a good signing, but they start signing U.S. men's national team players that once were kind of like in the mix, but but not really anymore. Does that excite you anymore, or are you just kind of like, ah, this is just like some like Zach Steffen was once a really good MLS keeper, then he went over to Europe and hasn't really played or done anything, and now who knows what kind of Zach Steffen you're getting? I don't know if that excites me. Yeah, I mean, there'd be a little bit of excitement there if anyone's ever played any kind of minutes for their national team. It perks you up a little bit. You're like, okay, this person's played premier competition, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that being said. It's also fun to see new talent come in from yeah. under underneath rocks you didn't know existed somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Peter Vermees uh, uncovering people from uh, Hungary or Israel, for God's sakes, you know, people we never yeah. heard of. So that's yeah. where the real fun is sometimes. It's true. And I do think Kellen Acosta was the best U.S. men's national team player of those those players mentioned. I mean, Stefan was supposed to be the next sure. number one, and th- that didn't really materialize. And Matt Turner yeah. became the next number one. and has honestly had more success overseas than Stefan did. So Matt Turner's looking pretty good. It's his job. Uh, let's see. Point two, John says, he goes, I was super disappointed by the jerseys this year, meaning 2023 jerseys that ah. they were, this was because okay. he did this before uh, Interesting. Uh, the leak. So those, the new hoops, he disappointed. Um, he goes, I think PV might be in charge of those too, because it felt like his customary, why change if it's working mentality. I do know Peter doesn't doesn't really care much about the design. I don't think he gives a shit about the jersey. He's <laughs> like, we can play and whatever. I don't care. Right. <laughs> uh, he he goes on to say, if we do get a third jersey, I'm definitely not for a Chiefs mashup jersey. For a league oh. that's trying to legitimize itself, it's a bad look to model a soccer jersey after a football team. I just don't think okay. the colors would translate well to a soccer jersey. As much as I like Argyle, I'd actually be down for them trying something kind of out there. As much as I hate to say it, Seattle's Bruce Lee kits were freaking awesome. Why can't yeah, they do something cool like that? So yeah, I mean, what would you, what would you do? I mean, even uh, you know, Seattle had had the whole, they had a whole uh, Jimi Hendrix style thing too. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were really immersing themselves well, it's like in a like kind of deal. Yeah. Yes. So I try to think like, okay, what could Kansas City do? Could they lean into uh, rhythm and blues as, as a as a you know, uh, experience. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, theme. Inspiration yeah. is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you could always just say, hey, Walt Disney spent a lot of time in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> the, the things that I, I think most appreciate about jerseys when they try to incorporate something local is like if there's um, architectural elements that are unique to the city, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know how they would do it. I mean, the, you think of the most unique architecture in in Kansas City. There's Kaufman Center, 
There's some of the the, the, um, the bridges. The big Western Auto side, right on the dirt. <laughs> Western Auto. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's Liberty Memorial. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how that translates to a jersey. I did see, I forget who it was, but it was like, re, it might have been, it was a European team, I think, where, or maybe it was the Chicago Red Stars at one point, where like really sublimated on the jersey was almost like a map of the city. And like, it was, it was awesome. real subtle, but it, it was, was their real... transit map. That's what it was. It was so cool. That's because awesome. I lived there and I like memorized that freaking transit map. You know what Wasn't I mean? Was it the Red Stars who did it? I think so. Yeah. That's yeah, a guy I don't know. Jersey. So you want to have a streetcar map? <laughs> a streetcar. <laughs> one line here and one line there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a little, don't forget the little loop. We got a little uh, river market loop. I don't know how to do it, but like, I don't know. Like if you had like a bird's eye view of almost like a, a blueprint drawing of like downtown Kansas City from the skyline where you would see just like a circle where T-Mobile Center is. I, I don't know, but like I, that could be kind of cool. Just like real subtle. Yeah, but I do like also into like weird colors that aren't your primary colors. Like I thought one of the coolest things ever was when the Swope Park Rangers, our sister team, had orange jerseys as their secondary colors. That was cool. cool. Nowhere in their colors was orange. It was like blue and white, but their alternate color was orange. Our producer, Nick, he did mention fountains and he goes, yeah, the Royals already did that. But there could be some cool design elements that you would do on a jersey with fountains. Like I know the Royals did that kind of like, it looks like the they took inspiration from the city yeah. flag. I mean, they had a whole jersey line. They had hats with the fountains yeah. inspiration. I wouldn't hate that. I don't know, man. If Chiefs get this Super Bowl thing going on, I'm, I, I'd be down with some red and yellow jerseys. Patrick Mahomes' face on it. <laughs> this is uh, a, an owner of our club right here. <laughs> and then uh, John's last point, he goes, uh, we're talking about last week when we mentioned, if you, if you didn't listen to us, we, we mentioned that there was some um, collective bargaining happening between the, the professional referees, union, and pro. And he goes, I'm all for unions bargaining their salaries and benefits, and if I'm not mistaken, pro does not get paid the best. But... They are so abysmally bad that they shouldn't be allowed to get a raise without there being some kind of system built in for what happens when they royally screw up. I don't know if that looks like some kind of loss of bonuses or suspension from a certain number of matches, but after seeing some of the crap they pulled this past year, it's hard to root for them. I know it's a thankless job and 70% of the time they do a fine job, but they screwed up big time in huge moments and never seem to have to face any consequences. I'm all for new contracts because it could incentivize better refs to come to pro, but there has to be some kind of system in place for when they make egregious errors. Wild, bro. I don't <laughs> wish I don't wish uh, being a soccer referee on anybody. It's a it's thankless job, job, man. It's so hard. We sit and we can bitch about it all the time, and it, they can have a hell of a game, but miss one call, and then it's like they're the worst in the world. Well, and to be you know to be fair to the referees. They do have internal review mechanisms in place. Referees do lose assignments if they yeah. make errors too much. I, I, they're, they're not made public, and I think right. maybe that's where some of the mistakes are made. And now the NFL doesn't necessarily make public really when when they punish referee teams either. However, you will see a reporter like a Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter be like, 
this crew is no longer going to be refereeing a playoff game because of right. the faults they made in this game. That's not the NFL officially saying it, but you know someone in the league leaked it so you can get out there and be like, see, we're doing it. It's fine. So How MLS says it, if a head ref messes up, look for that head ref to be working the substitution board in the next game. <laughs> substitution board or they head down to MLS Next Pro or yeah. their face is on a milk carton because suddenly they just go disappear. Disappear, <laughs> you don't know where they are for like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I do think it would behoove... You know, and and again, to be fair to pro, they've tried to do their whatever it's called, like the final two minute report or whatever, or the, uh, the final two minute reports NBA. But like it, they did that video where they're trying to say like, hey, these are some some errors that we made. Uh, it's not all of them. It's not comprehensive. So it's baby steps. But next time you're at a soccer game in person, try to watch where the assistant referee is like running constantly out of breath, probably trying to stay in line with the the second to last defender. Yeah. And see if they can look simultaneously at a ball that's 50 yards away and also see where this person is relative to another person at the exact moment that ball is kicked down to the millimeter and see if you can accurately figure out was he on or offside because I can't. It's the worst. No, it's it's the worst. Those people just have to have great cardio and watch <laughs> the last defender all game. One, sounds awful. Two, there's going to be mistakes, but that's why there's VAR, and they've been pretty good at like allowing plays that could lead to a goal mm -hmm. before raising a flag. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of neat. I've enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then all goals get reviewed anyway. So it's yeah. there's been steps taken, man. We've come a long way in just like five years. Yeah. The thing that I would say, I, more so than like being worried about, are these refs getting the exact right calls right? Because we're fans. More often than not, the, the the calls that go against your team are going to stick out in your mind. You're going to be, everybody, yeah. they're always against us. They're the worst. And then the calls that go in favor of your team, you don't remember. So it's the same thing like with the Chiefs. Everybody who's not a Chiefs fan is like, the Chiefs get all the calls. And you look at the stats, and that's not true. And you look at the stats, like, and you're like, actually, Lamar Jackson was just sloppy. Actually, <laughs> there should have been a safety because Chris Jones was tripped in the end zone, but they didn't get that call. Unbelievable. So, where was the tripping at? Uh, that's crazy. Actually, they scored a touchdown before the half, and it got called back because of a holding penalty. That was questionable. But, you know, again, a lot of holding going on. Uh, so I don't. I would rather see more cameras to better assist VAR, especially on offside calls, to make sure that there's always a shot down the line. And I would like to see goal line technology. I would rather see those two things before I start, like, actively punishing referees more because those are tools that can help the refs do their jobs better. Goal line technology would be amazing. Mm -hmm. There's been times, man, you see the ball, it's like, did it go in? I don't know. FC Dallas, it clearly goes in and Tim Mealy is like, nope, no, it didn't. And it's like yep. seven full inches past the line and somehow they didn't call it a goal. U.S. Women's National Team did not benefit from goal line technology in the World Cup last year. Well, yeah. You know, well, and it's it's not perfect because then it's like, well, yeah, the the bottom of the ball is past it, but where is the 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 edge of the sphere over the line? It's you know, but yeah, it's better than you know, just human eyes. Exactly. So if they can do it for tennis, they can figure out how to do it for soccer. Tennis is wild, where they're like, I don't know, in real time, let's go to this rendering of a video game looking thing, and like, oh, that's what it is. So tennis is a wild <laughs> sport to me. Um, it is just too. It, it, for one, it's too quiet. Because I don't want to audibly hear them going, ah, ah, as they hit the ball. I'm like, God damn, what is, you know, your, your parents are like, what are you watching? You're like, it's tennis, I swear to God. <laughs> it's just Maria Sharapova. 
this is just weird, man. And it's I, everyone's just watching back and forth. I'm like, are we not allowed to cheer in the middle of the freaking set? Is that blasphemy? You just want Happy Gilmore, but tennis. Oh my God, wouldn't that be something? They're hitting the beach ball around out in the crowd. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, well, maybe one day they'll move past just forcing people at Wimbledon to wear all white and allow color, and then they can work on beach balls. Pretty wild. <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're not going to allow color. They don't, I don't even think they allow uh, anyone in that's not white. <laughs> Probably not. Throw it out there. Tennis is a predominantly white situation. Probably not far off. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, thank you, John, for your email. Uh, we appreciate it, uh, you know, especially when uh, it was slow news week. It gave us some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. So, um, I think that's about all we got this week, man. You got anything else? That's about all, man. Uh, look look out for those Nashville updates today, uh, the yeah. Nashville game. So, and then uh, other than that, nothing. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening and sticking with us through the off season. Appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at DanCouser, at JCMac03. Shoot us an email like John, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, make sure you check out KCSN Soccer on YouTube and the Kansas City Sports Network app. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. <laughs> Trick to you. I'm a man. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.